Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. Stephanie, how are you this week? I'm doing well. How are you? I have never been better, and it gets better every single day. Yeah, that's what you keep telling me. I do keep telling you that. Yeah. And I'm going to keep saying it because it is true. So anyway, this is so weird because I'm using in-ear monitors, and they're not plugged into my ear all the way, so I don't have the same bassiness that I would with regular headphones on. Gotcha. They, they make they make the they make the kind that where you can go in and have them custom molded to your ears. Ew. So, so they'll like they inject some kind of foam or something. Yeah, like I said, ew. into your ear canal, and it like gets the complete exact shape. And then they'll make you a pair that will completely go in and it yeah. isolates all the audio and stuff like that. But I'm trying to get used to it because I'm I have less and less hair back here. Mm. And you're going to try to blame that on your headphones? Nope, not going to blame it on the headphones. But I'm thinking that after, you know, I wear my... Why tempt fate? No. <laughs> the deal is, is that I wear headphones a lot. I, I, I preview and listen to audio a lot. And, you know, every, I, I come down and I, I, I put those headphones on and it pushes what little hair I have left down. And, you know, anyway. I know. I, I'm getting old. I know. We all are. We and all there's are. nothing wrong or you know, I, I don't understand people who who make a big deal out of getting old. It's just the natural progression of things. It it's the way that it's supposed to happen. It is. And I'm enjoying myself at this age and I can say that for like the last several years, then yeah, I'm on the last year of my 30s, and my 30s have been fantastic. And I've loved being in my 30s, and I can't imagine that my 40s will be any different. Right. For me, I think... Well, I mean, they're going to be different, but <laughs> I'm not going to not enjoy them. Right. For me, I think that all of it comes down to the way that we just define how we feel. It, it, it We choose how we feel about everything actually absolutely including our age and so we we sometimes we feel the way we do because we have picked up other people's beliefs about age uh cultures you know little phrases that you know it's like what is it called um i'm over 50 or what what is that over the hill over the yeah that's it over the hill and um all of those other things it's all downhill from here you know all that all that language we choose whether or not we accept that and as I am, what forty four now? Yep. Um, and I and I have some friends that are just turning fifty and stuff like that. And I, I just the people that I hang around with, it's that's not the language that they use. Um, I think of gosh, I'm not even sure how the old Dan Miller is, but you know, he seems just he's just as vibrant and active and excited about life and the future as any thirty or forty year old I know. Right. And so. Yeah, I think I think age is. I mean, there, there. Okay, there are some physical changes that. Well, come yeah, I mean, with, I could. I mean, my body, as my body gets older, I've no, I notice changes, and I do things, you know, differently. 
and um and things work differently but it's how i feel about that age that is what i'm talking about yeah yeah anyway anyway it, it, it's it's all about mindset it is and oh man so um one thing you and i have been working on this past week actually has it, it man has it just been a week it has it has we we started a contest over at 99designs.com because our friend Jenny Hampson is so busy with all the work that I've sent her from, you know, referred work. We had to go outside. Uh, Jenny Jenny has been amazing. I don't know if Jenny's listening this week. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure she is. She's, she's been longtime loyal listener of our shows. So anyway, she's done all of our, well, I should say this in all fairness to Jenny. Anything that's ever looked really great as far as visual branding Jen, Jenny's been a yeah. been a part of that, and in the early days it was Evan Agee, but but for the most part, for the last I'd say at least the last ten years, Jenny has been responsible for anything that looks good, anything that looks semi okay um, or less. That's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, but anyway, Jenny has been doing all of my logo design, artwork, and th- things like that for years, and. Um, I've also she now she doesn't do this full time as her self-employed career. She has a full-time employer that she apparently loves and she uh, does that kind of work for them on a full-time basis and she she has to be well loved and respected by that company because what she does is amazing. But on the side, she has done some work not just for us but but I've worked out an arrangement where I, I refer her quite a bit of work and um, maybe too much. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm so we I'm submitted. So we submitted. Yes, go ahead. I don't even know what it's. Um, Ninety nine designs is is the name of the company. Okay, it's a company where you can. By the way, we have an affiliate link: gspn.tv slash nine nine designs. Okay, but you don't know how this works, do you? I don't. Well, I know that they send you things back. Well, here's what I know. Okay, I know that you went on there and you paid a certain amount of money. For a certain uh, level of designer, and then you said what your event was in detail and what you were kind of looking for, and they sent designs to you. And then you either said, I like this, but I'd like to see this, or you declined a design altogether, and I think I might know more about how it works than you think I do. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're pretty good. I would love to add some things on, but continue to go on with whatever and, your, your and then, observations are. Um. So from from my side of it, we we got down to one designer who really hit it on the mark, what we were looking for. And so we took that design and said, okay, can we see this? Can we see this? Can you do this? Um, Until we've got to what is our perfect design um, that will be our logo for the Free the Dream event. Yeah. I'd love to go. Go I'd love to go into detail on what our logo is. But first, let me give some more uh, indication of, of 99design. So uh, at 99designs, it's exactly right. You go and you create a, uh, a campaign or a contest is what it's called. It is a contest between multiple designers. So you go in and, and for example, a logo alone, just a logo starts at $299. Okay. All right. And so if you go in and you create this contest, you tell them about what logo, what's the name of your, the logo and tell them a little bit of description about it. Give them some things like, do you have any ideas of what you want to incorporate in it? You choose some other logos that you like so that they get a feel for what kind of 
what Visual kind of, you what kind yeah. of visualization is appealing to you. Uh, you can tell them the colors. I mean, you go, you basically describe it as much as you want. And then you open up the contest. You, you start it. And um, by default, it, you're guaranteed that you're going to love a design by the end of the process. Okay, or you get your money back or you don't have to pay or whatever. Or, yeah, you, you would get your money back or credits or whatever. So but then, of course, if you want, um, they say that it, you can guarantee the contest, which means that you're guaranteeing that you're going to pick the best design. You're not going to just walk away and say none of these are what I wanted. And if you actually guarantee it, which means that you say you're taking away your option for a refund, that incentivizes more people more designers to submit work because they know that hey this person's serious they're going to pick something and all i have to do is give them the give them the best right right? well anyway the thing is though is there are pricing there there are different options they they recommend that you the higher amount that you put out for how much you're willing to pay the better the designers are so pretty much anybody who has photoshop on their computer could be a designer and and put some stuff together and these are you know very beginner designers and at first i i decided to you know go just let's see how this goes and i saw the designs that were coming and i was like okay no <laughs> let and i th- i think it was like 699 dollars or 700 I, th- I think it was 699 was where it completely eliminates those people and it's only available to intermediate or advanced designers and that's the low end of intermediate to advanced designers so you could you could choose a much higher amount than 699 and the higher amount you go all of a sudden those those really good designers are like dude I'm I'm sweep I'm coming in I'm going to sweep this one up right well we did I I went ahead and changed it to the 699 plan and got rid of all the original you know intermediate beginner or beginner designers and logo started coming in it was great and then what you can do is you you choose you get all these different designs from different from different designers and then you choose okay hey this is this is the person that we want to move forward with and you can go into phase 2 which now you're just working with that designer to kind of clarify a little bit further what you want and then you get your files and everything's good so and it, it was it was a good process I used a service very similar to 99designs many years ago when I was working for my mom and dad in the insurance agency. It was called Logo Tournament. And that's how, that's how we created the logo design for Jack Lilly Insurance years ago. So it's a very similar process. But this is the first time I finally got around to using 99designs myself. So we started out and we got um, with, we're creating this logo for the Free the Dream event and i gave them ideas of you know we want want to communicate this concept of breaking free from from being held back by our our beliefs of what's possible you know all this other stuff and i i we thought you know handcuffs that are opened uh shackles that have been fallen off um uh a prison cage that's empty uh, all of that other stuff, and then the bird cage came up out of in this conversation with them, and so an open bird cage that's been, you know, where the bird is is set free. So that's that's pretty much what we ended up with is the bird cage, and I really like it. I really like it. So we're we're recording an audio podcast. We could we're we're also broadcasting live on Facebook. We could show it on Facebook, but we're just going to describe it to you the best we can. <laughs> 
<laughs> because we don't, we don't want to turn our audio listeners into our second class citizens. Uh, and everyone will have an opportunity to see it very soon when we open up the sales page for the conference, which will happen hopefully by next week. Okay. That's my hope anyway. Um, we're just waiting on the, we got the contract from the venue, uh, yes. the, the rental agreement, if you will, for the venue for September 7th, 8th, and 9th. Um, and I signed that contract today. I wrote a check for the deposit. It is actually in the mail. I took it to the post office so that it would actually go out in today's mail. So they'll they'll have that, and then they will countersign that contract. Yes. And they'll probably scan. They will scan that and send it back to me uh, the the signed agreement. And then that's when things really get exciting. But anyway, let's talk about this logo. So tell me tell me about the logo. Tell you about the logo. So it is an open bird cage. And um, there is a bird flying over top of the words, free the dream. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm in love with it. I am. I'm absolutely in love with it. Just the way that we, I don't know, I guess maybe being a part of, of choosing the design every step of the way and... And giving a different, because um, you and I see things very differently. We do. And um, and so I was pointing out things that you didn't necessarily notice. And um, so I, I don't know. I just, I can't describe it other than it's perfect. And there's a bird in it. <laughs> well, one of the things that was interesting is like when I, when I first brought you in, because, and again, this is, I'm very intentional from this point forward that, that we, I, I want to... I don't want you to be as silent as a silent of partner as you have been over the past eight years of this business. Right. So I, I definitely want to include you in a lot more of these decisions and stuff like that moving forward. I, th- I think that's very important for me personally. And and so when I, when I thought about bringing you into the design of the logo for this conference... I'm thinking, okay, you know, we're going to, I'm going to get Stephanie's feedback and, and I don't need to go to the community. I just like, we're going to decide what's right for our conference. And then when you first said, well, the first thing I see is like a handwritten script, you know, and I think you, you may have used the, for the word free, free the dream or was it dream? Um, I don't think that I, I don't, I don't know that I had said where the script what okay. should be. But, but but you you said I have a vision. It wasn't block letters. Right. right. So yeah. and, and and as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a very feminine looking logo. <laughs> uh, if if I, I in in my mind, I couldn't. I was thinking free the dream. Like this was going to be something really bold. Like not not necessarily a block font. I wanted some kind of font, but something that's kind of bold. Like you know, it's like I'm breaking free. It's all manly. Of. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And and I'm like, it's, it, a, it's amazing. I, it's almost as if, as if you're a man and I'm a woman. Yeah. And so so the my first thought was not any kind of handwritten script for any of the letter for any of the words mm-hmm. in our logo for free the dream. Um, but the weird thing was, is that the designer that we chose the very first, um, what do you call that concept? Uh, his very first mm-hmm. submission, if you will, uh, the very first submission that he gave had this amazing handwritten font 
for the word dream and yep. and it was perfect it's like oh my gosh and he used the words he had you know the bit the dream is this really big capital d in this handwritten font and it's not it is not completely filled in it's kind of almost like a brush it's, it, it looks like it's it's been um paint brushed it does it looks like it's been written in paint like where it doesn't all yeah i i'm it's perfect and the words free the are above the r-e-a-m in dream and we like that immediately and and then of course the very first what what was the first rendition what, what was it a birdcage in the very first one i think it was yeah i think he was always the birdcage yep. um and it was advert it was smaller and it was in a square and um it wasn't very um, detailed in that you, you could couldn't tell it was open. Yeah. I mean, if you knew to look, you could tell that the birdcage, the, the, the door to the birdcage was opened. But if you didn't know that, it really didn't stand out to you. So that was the first thing that we had suggested was the, the idea of having a, a, a more pronounced cage, you know, something that is that definitely shows that this is a bird cage, and we, it, it's just absolutely clear. It's the 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 open door of the cage has to stand out just as much as the fact that you're actually looking at a bird cage, mm-hmm. and that that's the instruction. And he came back with exactly what we wanted. And another thing we we had given in in that in our instruction is that we would love to show a bird taking flight having left the bird cage. Um, and I found something online that inspired me that I loved the idea of some clip art that I saw where a bird was taking flight from a cage and it left some feathers behind. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was like it was in such haste leaving its cage that that it left with so much of a force that certain feathers had had fallen off and so we gave that instruction as well and so the very first rendition was a bird taking flight and it had one fl- one feather but that it was facing the cage the ca- the, the, the bird, bird was, was facing the cage right so the first thing we said was the bird was it needs to be looking away from it it is getting out yeah and um and so he and he did. So he flipped the bird and then put more feathers. And well, he actually he actually he, I think he created a whole new bird. Did he create a whole new bird? Yeah. Okay. If you look at the two, so yeah, we I, told I him looked said, at so many that you you pointed that out immediately as soon as you saw that that bird. It's like listen, it's looking at the cage and the and I told him I said listen the, the way we like we love the concept. We definitely we want more than one feather though. We we want him or this bird to have lost more than one feather in its flight away from this of this cage and the other one is that we we definitely want the bird looking away towards the towards the thing that they're flying to um and and we do not want to give any indication that they're looking back you know right at, at what they've left so we came he came back and um it the the end logo that we have is unbelievably cool and and the thing is is it is not manly man, and but it's, it's not super feminine either. It's not super feminine. I think it is. It is actually perfect for the vision of what this this conference is. Right. And and the thing is, is that when I when we came up with the idea of free the dream, it was we didn't even think about the idea of a bird held in a cage. Um, if anything, you know, I've I've often thought about 
an elephant, you know, the, the story of an elephant that has been trained since it was a baby elephant that by having a rope around its neck and being tied to a stake in the ground, that stake in the ground attached to a rope means that if they try to get away as a baby elephant, they can't. Have you heard the story? Mm-hmm. And as they, and what happens is eventually they give up trying so much so that, and they, in this memory, it's a, it's a part of their conditioning. And the idea is that now as an adult elephant that could easily yank that stake out of the ground, uh, they won't even try as an adult elephant and an adult elephant you put a rope around his neck that's been conditioned in this way, put a stake in the ground, that elephant's going to be secured there. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they've been conditioned to think that. And and so the idea, it, that that's in my mind of this idea of like, listen, I've been conditioned to think that the only way for me to have, to be responsible, to provide for my family is to be an employee, to go get a, collect a paycheck from a job that is secure, you know, which of course um, we could argue about the security of your day job night and day if you want. Um, I, I know a lot of people who could give you examples of how those jobs aren't as secure as you might think they are. But anyway, the, I, the, so that was the thought that was going through my mind. But I think I love the idea of a, of a bird who has been kept in captivity inside of this cage when that's not what this bird was designed for. This bird was not designed to be kept into a cage. Right. It was designed to be free, to fly, to take flight, to aim high. Um, you know, so much of this illustra- imagery of, of, the, of this bird uh, is perfect. And I love the idea. It's like, listen, the reality is, is that cage is open. You don't have to stay there. I mean, there, there might have been a time when you felt like it was locked. But here's the deal. The, the lock has been taken off. It has been set aside. In fact, that's one thing we didn't talk about. There is actually a, a, a padlock that is in the open position that has been taken off and thrown to the ground. So yeah. that's actually in the logo as well. So the, the cage has been unlocked. The door is flung wide open. And the question is, is are you ready to take flight? Are you ready to free the dream? Anyway, that's our logo. Uh, we are super stoked about it and we can't wait to come back and tell you where you can see it uh, very soon on a sales page for the conference, which already we have over 20 people who have said, hey, as soon as you open up your sales page, I'm definitely going to buy my ticket, which uh, is going to be pretty awesome. That's really cool. It is. Yep. I, I'm, I really like it. All right. So um, that's the first topic that, oh, actually, we talked about age. What else uh, is going on in your world this week? Anything in, exciting? In my world this week. I had, I had a very exciting weekend. Um, Saturday morning, I, I went... Um, on a day and overnight trip, you know, day and a half, whatever. Um, Sarah and I went out of town together, and it was fantastic. Um, for anyone new listening, um, Sarah is my very best friend in the world, and uh, we used to record together a very long time ago. So a lot of people know her, um, and we just needed to. We just needed a girl trip, and um, so we went to. Um, we went to this um orchard and winery in um starlight starlight indiana i think is what it was called anyway it was um huber's 
orchard and winery and it was just so fun there you know there's a pumpkin patch you can actually go out and and um to the pumpkin patch and pick your pumpkin or you can choose off of the table that they've already picked for you which is what i did um and they have i mean it was just it was so cool we did a wine tasting um from from the thing that come from their own you know it, it was just it was a really fun time and what was even more exciting about it was that this is like where sarah grew up so this is things that she did as a kid she used to come to huber's as as a little girl and um she showed me where she went to high school and elementary and i mean it was just it was a great time we um we stayed in downtown louisville at um because um the the farm is like 30 minutes outside of louisville kentucky right and so we stayed in downtown louisville at the brown hotel which is this incredible historic hotel in downtown louisville that i had never been to before um and sunday i think i mean we had a great time on saturday don't we had a fantastic the drive was incredible we had great conversation we had so much fun um just doing fall things um while we were at um the winery and and you know picking out the stuff for our porch and anyway um but i think one of the best things we went to bed at 9 50 on saturday night no lie we were in like we were in our hotel room in bed probably by 7 15 but we were lights out laying down going to sleep at 9 50 we both slept until about 8 15 sunday morning and we laid in bed and um i read on my ipad and she was playing a game on on her ipad and at 9 30 we went back to sleep for an hour and then we got up at 10 30 and got ready for checkout like it was it was the most laid back perfect morning and um there was no guilt about you know neglecting anyone or um it was just our time and it was fantastic That's and then awesome. um so have you ever heard of um the sandwich the kentucky hot brown i've heard of it yes okay um it originated in 1926 at the Brown Hotel. And if you stay at, if, if you order one while staying at the Brown, it's just the hot brown. It's only Kentucky outside of that hotel. Gotcha. Um, and so we, we had lunch in the cafe um, on the ground floor and we each had the hot brown and it was, it was just a great time. And we both, we both love like historic things and we spent probably an hour um after we had changed into our pajamas and and got in bed we spent probably an hour just reading about the hotel and the people who have stayed there and um it was a fantastic weekend that's awesome yes sweet it's a really really good time i'm glad that you got away for a little alone time away from i mean not that you needed it like because you had told me it's like eh, you know I'm, i kind of don't like to leave home i don't like to leave home but i don't but it was needed but i'm glad okay cool and sometimes you don't realize it's needed until you take yourself out of does that make sense like yep. i didn't realize how much i needed it until i was actually in it right yeah 
And because um, I get away for little weekend getaways yeah. all the time to go for conferences and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, I do a lot a bit more work and stuff at these conferences, but still, it, it, it's very enjoyable. I, I go there to do the things that I love and otherwise right. I wouldn't go. Right. Yeah. So I'm glad that you you had that opportunity. It was good. It was good. Cool. 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 We'd been talking about it for what feels like forever. Speaking of going to bed early at night, you've been giving me a hard time lately. Well, yes, but do you understand that we went to bed early, but it's still like two hours later than what you've been going to bed? Yeah. Yes. So I've been going to bed. I'd, I'd say I'm in bed by nine o'clock most nights right around. Wouldn't you say? Are you talking about in bed like when you're watching TV? Or yeah. Are you talking- yeah. I, I'm, I'm in bed at nine o'clock. Oh, you're in bed by like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Really? Yeah. No, some nights there. I, I would say at least one night I was in bed that early. And may, last night and may, probably the night before that. I'd say in the last three <laughs> weeks, there might have been three or four nights when I've been to bed that early. But okay. most nights I'm, I am I try to hit the bed, head to bed and, and be in bed by 9 p.m. Right. But you're right. I, I'll, I And then I sit up and I'll watch an episode or two of Deep Space Nine or I've been watching the, the Orville which uh, a new episode of The Orville will come out tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Um, The Orville, by the way, is a science fiction show that is an attempt at a comedy, a a mixture between a comedy, a sitcom, and like Star Trek. But it does does a better job of being like a Star Trek series than it does a sitcom, Uh, unless you're probably a, a younger kid or something like a teenage boy might actually have a little bit more fun with the humor in it than than I do. Gotcha. I think it's kind of very high school humor. But anyway, it, it's a great show. It's not Star Trek, but I mean, I heard about it from Father Roderick Von Hogan on his podcast, and he said that, hey, if, if, if it didn't have the humor, you know, the attempt at humor, the stories, the production value, and, and the overall essence, it, it feels just as quality as any Star Trek series, if not better. So... Um, I, I'm really enjoying the Orville now that I've finished, uh, what was it? Westworld. Westworld. Yes. I only give you a hard time because that's like the time when you're going to bed is the time that I would want to, you know, sit down and watch a show or something. And, and we, we can't do that because you're in bed. Although Sunday night I did threaten you with bodily harm. Yep. If you went to bed before I got to watch Outlander and, and I think I probably would have watched it without you. But um, you didn't, and we watched it together, and it was fantastic. But um, from our bed, yes, we did <laughs> from our bed. Um, but I can't give. I, here's the deal: I give you a hard time because it's what I do. I know. If it really bothered me, I would say something. Right. But where you go to bed an hour and a half, two hours your, earlier your, than your me, love language, I go back to bed. Your love language is sarcasm. It is. <laughs> I'm so glad you finally know that. I also try to be encouraging, but I really have to be intentional about that. Yeah, I know. I do. It I really have to be intentional. But I do try to I do try to, you know. I know. Not many people in this house speak my love language back to me. So Which one is yours? Huh? Which one is yours? You see, he doesn't even know. Acts of service. Acts of service. Yes. Um but where you go to bed an hour and a half, two hours before I do, 
after the kids leave in the morning, I go back to bed for an hour and a half or two hours. So right. we're getting the same amount of sleep. Yeah. You just go to bed earlier the night before and I take an immediate nap <laughs> in the morning. Right. And by immediate, I mean three hours after I woke up. Right. I, I lay down and take yeah, a nap. So, so I've, I've been getting up about 4.30, between 4.30 and 4.45 every morning. Mm-hmm. And I've... it. It is a total game changer about how much I can get done because I'm in the, gosh, I'm in the third week of podcasting A to Z or no, fourth, fourth week. I only have two more days after today. I know. And then podcasting A to Z is over. But um, the thing is though, is is that normally during a four week session of podcasting A to Z, I'm like crazy mad busy trying to get everything done. But the thing is, is I was, you know, rolling into the office at 10 a.m., right? <laughs> I'm rolling into the office around 6.30 a.m. now. And what I can get done between 6.30 in the morning until 10 a.m., it's incredible. And in fact, there there have been times when it's like it's 11 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, if I didn't work the rest of the day, I've already done the most important things. I could could literally call it a day right here at 11 o'clock. I could go to lunch and then spend the rest of the day with you or, and and we've had some of those opportunities. And I'm absolutely, so I, I love it. And th- there are times though, when, um, I'll get up at four 30 in the morning, you know, even though I've went to bed at, you know, nine o'clock and probably went to sleep around 10 or 10 30, there've been times when I've gotten up at four 30 in the morning, uh, at, I'll go to the gym with Matthew at five, just a little bit after five o'clock in the morning. Um, I'm what? I like how you say in the morning after each one, even oh, yeah. though you're talking about waking up. All right. So I just, just I a little so just a little bit after five and then, you know, we get back, I might have myself breakfast and stuff like that. And the kids are off to school at seven. I'll come down and, and do a little bit of something in my office. And I would say there have been a couple times over the last three weeks where I might go take an hour or 90 minute nap around 830 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I get up and, and you know, I'm, right. I'm right back at it with, right. after a cup of tea and... Yeah, it's almost as if being self-employed is awesome. <laughs> it's, it's almost <laughs> as being self-employed is awesome. It is extremely awesome. Ah, anyway, uh, speaking of that, so I I don't know if you heard me at the end, but I'll, I'll get up from my nap and have myself a nice cup of tea. I I heard you. I was trying to, you know, just jump right over that. Yeah. So yeah. pumpkin spice is the bomb. You're you are going to you do know that like it's only for. Yeah, ninety I, days. I know that we need to do something about that. They, we need to sign some kind of petition <laughs> with the federal government that requires anybody who ever makes a, a pumpkin spice flavored anything no. needs to be required no, to carry that. Because then it would annually. stop being special. It, it 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 doesn't have to be special. It just needs to be good. So I I've we've come across this uh, half and half flavored pumpkin pie, pumpkins. And by we, okay, we mean. Him. Yep. I don't actually like pumpkin spice in anything other than pumpkin bread and pumpkin pie. Yeah. Which, by the way, pumpkin pie is back at Frisch's. When we went Sunday night after I got home from my um from my trip with Sarah, we um as a family went to Frisch's to <laughs> we just ordered a whole pumpkin pie. Well, it was two dollars and ninety nine cents for a single slice. And, and nine ninety nine for a whole pie, and nine ninety nine for a whole pie, which would give us six slices. Six slices. Yeah. So it, yeah. And I wanted two slices that night. 
And you had two slices. I did have two slices. And matter of fact, I'm. We should go to pumpkin. We should go to Frisch's and have some pumpkin pie tonight. Or we could do that. We after should have we go it brought to, here. We should bring a pumpkin pie back here. We can do that after we go to Chipotle for the fundraiser. Is that tonight? It is. Oh, dude, I got to work out again. So here's the thing. <laughs> here's tonight. Just sorry, tangent. While I fill Cliff in on the family activities yeah. of the evening, please stand by. <laughs> Family from the heart will resume in just a moment. No, it's not going anywhere. You just get to know what we're doing tonight. All right, what's going on tonight? um, Matthew has a haircut at 3.30. Okay. So he and I will leave and go to that. Okay. You and Megan need to pick up McKenna at 3.45. Oh. From the middle school. Okay. And then meet us at Chipotle. Wow. Okay. Cool. And then from there, we will eat. We will support the choir we will pick up a pumpkin um, pie, pick up a pumpkin pie and come home. And then I am all about pajamas, no makeup and pumpkin pie. All right. Well, then I'm all about uh, all of those things. Plus a workout. Plus a workout. Because <laughs> I worked out this morning, but I only did 30 minutes of cardio this morning. Gotcha. So that's not going to cover two slices of pumpkin pie. Who says you're getting two slices? It'd be my turn to have two slices. You can have one and a half and I can have one and a half. You want one and a half? I don't know. I like, see, here's the deal. I like, where you like to have two pieces of pumpkin pie, I like to have one piece of pumpkin pie with enough whipped cream for two pieces of pumpkin pie. That, yeah. That's how I prefer mine. So, there, How many people do you think are hungry for pumpkin pie right uh, now? Quite, quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to title this episode Pumpkin Pie. Uh, the, the, the funny thing is, is there are probably some people don't un, don't understand the obsession with pumpkin pie. I mean, obviously Thanksgiving. By the way, happy belated Thanksgiving to people in Canada. Yes. You know, th- yes. I think it was just a couple days ago. Okay. So happy belated Thanksgiving to you guys. But here in the United States, when we do Thanksgiving, there is, you know, Pumpkin pie is a pretty big part a of a lot deal. of people's traditions yeah. and stuff like that. And people are thinking it's like it's not Thanksgiving yet. It's not not even November. But here in but our you have to eat it as many times as you can between when they offer it and after Thanksgiving. Well, it, that's the thing is where when they offer it, and and so that's what I wanted to explain for those of you who are not from our geographic region of the United States. We have something a restaurant that's called Frisch's big boy yes all right and i don't know i I know it's outside of it's not just cincinnati where where big boy is right it's some places we we just call it frishes other places they call it big boy uh but it's actually frishes it frishes big boy is the name of the company uh and i've seen them in other locations but anyway frishes is very well known in our area for having i i would say the best pumpkin pie that you can buy. There is no question at all. Now, Stephanie makes amazing pumpkin pie. And and but the thing is is that if you want to be able to just go and buy a pumpkin pie, there's no place else you're ever going to buy one that's better than Frisch's pumpkin pie. It is incredibly awesome. And it, yeah, it, it's it's like a it is like a holiday every day <laughs> during the fall season when when these pie and i mean i would say they're re- i i don't know but i would i would guess that pumpkin pies probably make up almost a majority or at least half of the sales like receipts of of this season for for this probably. company Probably. So I, I know they, they they have hundreds of pies in their store back in the back. Yep. Anyway, 
<sighs> so that's this evening. So you and Megan oh, uh, need We're still to, on that. So. Well, no, I'm just, I'm saying it again so that I know that you're taking it in. Yeah. Which is how I learned to so basically this afternoon, a long time ago. I need, to, I need to make sure to get these A to Z questions that have just come in while we or, started recording, record, done. Yeah. And yeah, that's fine. Or you work for an hour this evening. Either way is fine. That's cool. Um. Yeah. What else? Cool. Uh, I know, I know something. What? But I don't know if I'm. A, I should say it. What is it? Huh? Can you tell me, like, in some words that? Well, there's something will make big. Sense to th- me? There's something big that happened. Okay. To somebody that lives in our house. Okay, so not us. But she wanted. So it's a girl. So it's one of two girls to be able to tell certain people. Okay. Oh, and that and but one of those per- certain people is are chat- is in the chat room, so I don't know that I can actually say no, it. We can't. But something big happened here this week. Something big <laughs> happened for one of our two girls, and 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 the, it's exciting. And their grandmother is in the chat room. Today. Yes. So, so um, return that FaceTime, mammal. <laughs> there you go. Um, she gets out of school at two twenty-five. Um, but the other girl, um. The is, other girl. The other girl. So clearly that was Megan because um, McKenna joined the speech and debate team at yes. school. And um, when I got I got the uh, email from, from the coach last um, Friday and said that she, or he said he's really excited about McKenna being on the team, that she is a phenomenal writer. That, I mean, that was his word that he used, a phenomenal writer. And um, and she, she's a good speaker and he's looking forward to her growing in her in that speaking and um, and using those writing skills. So I, I'm really excited about that. I think that that'll be a good outlet for her. That's awesome. To use I think her so. writing. I, I think I'm that- super excited about her being on Speech and Debate because she is a great debater. She's an excellent debater. She she has strong opinions. Mm-hmm. And and I think I think that's going to be good for her. I, I, I definitely yeah yeah it's exciting. We it's should exciting. teach. We sh- after we come back, we we should both sit down and teach her the score method. Okay. I, I offered she- to take her with us. What'd she say? Huh? She doesn't want to miss school. Okay. So because I- it would be it would be a day and a half mm-hmm. or two days that she would have to miss, and right. so she doesn't want to miss school. But um. But it, I mean, if she gets into it, it might be something we want to look at later. Right. But uh, exciting stuff. It is exciting stuff. Um, th- no, that, that's cool. Um, just I, I want to let you know that um, I have purchased tickets for our score conference. We have booked yes. hotel room for that. Yes. Um, I that's actually you know I'm it's like I'm leaving Friday for not this Friday but next Friday next Friday to go to Columbus. Yes. Uh, for the Igniting Souls Conference. Uh, our friend Carrie, or, or my friend, well, you know Carrie as well. I think you met him one time. He came over. Or no, you weren't here. He just left you a book. There you go. Nope, so, never met. I was right. going to say, I don't think I've met. My friend Carrie O'Brunner is hosting a conference mm-hmm. called Igniting Souls. And anyway, there's there's some of my friends who are speaking at that as well. And so I'm going to go up there and do what I love to do, which is basically just connect with people, network and, with people, encourage people, inspire people. And, and just really, yeah, do that. And I, I'm looking forward to that. I reserved my hotel for Columbus and I've got a rental car. Okay. Which, by the way, uh, I little heads up, something I learned, uh, th- something I thought about 
after I rented my most recent two cars that I've rented mm-hmm. recently. Uh, so more, more. So I rented a car when I went to Ray Edwards' event, um, his copywriting yes. event. Yes. And I rented, which was in June. And I rented a car just a little while ago for the Tribe Conference. And in both of those, I turned down the option to buy the additional insurance coverage because, you know, we've always had insurance that would cover that, right? Well, guess what? What? Uh, We took full coverage insurance off of the Avalon several years ago. We did. Which means that had anything happened to those, <laughs> you're one, not insured. I'm, I, well, I would be insured for liability, right? But I would have had, I would have been out of pocket to pay for any damage to the car itself. So, and and I said, well, do I have that coverage on our business policy? Because the Honda Pilot that we own is actually owned by Ravenscraft Enterprises. And and he says, well, you you can get that coverage. You know, you can add a special add-on, but it's not included in your policy. And I said, how much is that? And I think he says like one hundred and twenty dollars a year would cover me for any car, any vehicles that the business would rent, and that's for a certain amount, depending on how how much you want to cover. And I'm like, okay, well, good to know. I, I said, well, you know, I I rent a car probably three to five times, actually. Probably close to five times a year is would be the max, and it's usually three to four or five days at a time. So um, these rental car companies allow you to buy coverage for nine dollars per day, and it I, I think covers up to seventy thousand dollars. So it would cover any car that I would rent, and so that's that's something I learned today. It's like okay, well. so I rented a car by the way for Columbus. Yes, and. Um, I'm going to need you to drop me off at Alamo Rent-A-Car at the airport for uh, Friday at 1 o'clock. Friday. Not not this Friday. Not this Friday, next following Friday. following Friday. Yep. Okay. I'm going to not pay attention for a minute. <laughs> okay. While I add that to my calendar. Awesome. So, um, and also, and, and I, you know, I know that this sounds just kind of like mundane stuff that we're sharing here, but I, I hopefully that, you know, that, that might've been some good insight for people to think about is like, does your insurance cover rental cars? And I, and I happen to know a lot about insurance and coverages, uh, because I was an insurance agent for what was it? 12 years. So anyway, the, the other part of this is that, um, I've always gone to enterprise. I've just, you know, just chose enterprise and it was $24 a day to rent a, a, an economy car at enterprise. Uh, and I, so I just, I decided, you know, I'm going to look around and I went to, I think it was hotwire.com and they had the best deal and it was $13 a day for an economy car at Alamo. But it was, you know, one of those special deals that, you know, you had Did to you say 1 PM. Yeah. 1 PM. And then I drop it off on at 1 p.m. on Monday. Okay. that You'll be here and that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, um, but so $13 a day. So it was just, I think it was just like $20 more for Alamo uh, through Hotwire. Uh, Hot, I think it was Hotwire.com. Anyway, it was only $20 more with the insurance for three days than it would have been for the car at enterprise without the insurance so anyway not a big deal i could have afforded the enterprise but i figured since i have to start buying insurance when i rent these things i'm going to look for the <laughs> cheapest thing and i don't care what kind of car i get and, and you know right. I, I don't need to actually feel i don't need i don't need anything to make me feel special 
when it comes to what kind of car I drive when I'm renting a car to go to these things. I don't, you know, does yeah. I, my my identity is not tied up into the the rental car that you drive exactly, or or the the car that I own. Which, by the way, at this point, I could I, I guess it's safe for me to say I don't own a car now. Uh, you have a car. <laughs> Megan has a car, yeah. and we're currently saving up money for Matthew to have a car. <laughs> Cliff I Cliff has an Uber. <laughs> I I have I have an, an Uber app. I have an Uber app, and I have rental cars that I that I rent from time to time. But yeah, yeah. Nine, so nine dollars a day. I, I think I would actually disagree with that. We have a car. That's because true. Today you went to. I, I'm not as busy now, um, running kids everywhere as I was. Yep. Um, because Megan drives. Megan has always been our busiest child. Yeah. And now that she drives herself, I don't drive as much as I used to. Right. So I think we have a car. Yep. Yes. Oh, and, and by she the- has a car and we're saving up to get Matthew a car. Yep. So I was talking to my dad about getting in event insurance. Yes. Because uh, our, our coordinate, our event coordinator, uh, Lauren and our, well, and her husband, husband Matt. Matt. But anyway, Lauren gave me a referral to somebody who, who sells event insurance that they work with quite frequently. And so I went to my dad. I said, hey, you know, should I get an event policy from you or should I go through this referral? He says, I don't mind if you go through them. That's fine because I just have to go through, through a specialty company anyway. And I said, okay. And I sit there. I said, now, they said that they have one where, you know, it's like $150 and it'll, you're $150 to $200 and it'll cover this event, this one event. Uh, but there's possibly a, a, a policy I can get for probably around $500 a year that will cover even the events that I have anywhere, including the ones in my house. And he goes, you know what? That's a good idea. Now that you're doing these events in your house, we should probably have a business owner. It's called a BOP, a business yeah. owner's policy. And I'm like, yeah, we probably should because, you know, our our personal insurance you know, we, we have a very hefty policy. We have what's called an umbrella liability policy. Right. I don't want to go into too many details on the amount of coverage and all that stuff because I don't think everybody needs to know that. But anyway, the thing is, is that our our homeowners and our personal liability umbrella does not cover if something happens to somebody if it's business related. And so I'm like, Okay, well, I, I need to get on that this week, <laughs> you know. So he's getting me. He's getting us a. Uh, he's going to get us a quote, a proposal put together for a business owner's policy, a BOP policy to cover the liability here, and and he's all, the all, the only reason I didn't just have him write it up and sign it there is because he's looking to see if he can get a BOP policy that would also give us, you know, the the extended liability for these live events as well. Gotcha. Okay. Or if we need to do that separate from the bop, but we definitely need that. We're at the place now where we need a a, a bop with a, an extended liability. Gotcha. Biz, business owner's policy. Okay. It just makes me think of the kids bop it. Yeah. That stupid little toy that I hid. I think it's still hidden in our um in our umbrella um holder in the foyer. <laughs> I stuck it in there probably like three years ago. Yep. Yep. That thing drives me insane. Anyway. And one other thing my dad talked about when I, I stopped in. See, I love I love the fact that I can, you know, I, I, I'm like, I'm just going to stop in and see my dad after I, I right. drop this contract off in the mail. And, and of course, he doesn't own the business anymore. So he's like laid back and has plenty yeah. of time. You know, my, my, dad's, my dad sold the insurance agency. What was it? Two years ago? About a year and a half, two years ago. 
Yeah. So he sold the agency, but he still works there as an employee. And, and he has a contract to work there for what, I don't know, however long. But anyway, um, but he, 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 he makes his own hours now. He can go in anytime he wants and stuff like that. So, um, but I, I just went in and we sat down and talked about, you know, the changes going on in our business and stuff like that. And, uh, and he says, have you, have you set up your pension yet? And I said, okay. I, I said, I've been putting it off for way too long. I said, but the, the way things it's, are going now, it's time to set it up. Yeah. And so, uh, he all, he told me that I should go and see, uh, the folks at fifth third that, that for his parents, the, the folks at fifth third did a really good job on, on setting up their pension and managing it well. And so, um, He's either he either said that he could introduce me to the person who he's very uh, he's very impressed with how he's managed his you know his parents uh, pension and and that's over at in Saint Bernard so it, right. it'd be over in in Cincinnati uh, or he would be willing to go and sit with me with somebody sit with me at the branch here in Hebron. And right. I know the folks at Hebron are dying to get their hands oh on my our money. Goodness gracious. They call and ask me every time I'm in there and I'm like, when we want to change our account, we will come to you. Yeah. I think I actually said that to the dude after like the sixth time that, that he's like, if you want to do and I'm like, and then he called me yeah. to follow up after I said, we're good. Yeah. He called to follow, and I said, "When we're ready to give you, when we're ready to make changes to our accounts, yeah, we will come to you." Yeah, they want us to start doing some because we 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 our our business accounts carry a significant balance at all times, yeah. and I'm like we could put that money to work for you, and I'm like, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of like it to be yep. readily available for us at when this we're moment ready to in time. Change, we'll let you know. But the the changes that we've made in our business recently are it we're we're going to see a significant increase in our income uh and we, well okay that that's not true i here's the thing i don't want to see a significant increase in our personal income right i cuz our personal income we we we're we we're 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 do, we do well personal income wise and i'm comfortable with where we're at personal income wise it allows us to do pretty much everything we want to do mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is though, is we're in a, I think we're between a 35 and a 39% tax bracket right now, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, so I don't want, I don't want to, we're going to have our business income is going to radically increase, but I want to start investing that money tax deferred into pension and Mm -hmm. some other, other investments in our business and things like that. Right. So anyway, those are things that we need to start that that I need to start working on and, and make sure that you're aware of what's going on where and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll have to actually tell me those things if I'm not such a silent, silent partner anymore. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway. So I, you know, we still had some random questions on our, from our random question generator, but we're at 58 minutes already. Can you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. So another business meeting. (laughs) What's that? It was another, another business meeting. Well, we we talked about some personal stuff there at the front. We did. So um, at the front, no, that was business. Was it? That was all logo. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> we oh, but we opened on age is a mindset. We did. There you go. Is there anything else that you wanted to share that that no. we didn't get to? Nope. All right. We're well, good. We'll you be moving back. Those questions. 
I, I will. I've actually already moved them. I'm okay. I'm putting them down for family from the heart episode number four hundred three. Uh, They're good questions. That's why we're they are. Them. Uh, real quickly, if you want, if you, I'm going to share what the questions are, that may way maybe we'll feel a little bit more compelled to say, hey, we kind of really have to do this. Well, we don't have to. We want to. Okay, we really want to. So the next the the questions that we will cover in episode four, we we would love to cover in episode four hundred three. Get our language correct here. Number one is what's something you've done that has surprised even you? Number two, whom do you most admire and why? Number three, if you could be any age for the rest of your life, what age would you choose and why? And in what area of your life are you immature? Those are really good questions. All right. So those those are questions that we are going to give, each of us will give our answers to, uh, hopefully in the following episode. And uh, I think that's it. That's good. All right. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Family from the Heart. Uh, we are super excited about the things that are going on. We hope that you're consistently thinking about how you can take what you and your family are doing to a whole new level, experiencing the joys that are available to you that, um, that I believe that, that there are things that are available to us that are beyond our wildest imaginations. And so I hope that if anything, that this doesn't come off as saying, oh my gosh, listen to Cliff and Stephanie. They're just bragging about how great their life is. It's like, no, we are here hopefully to inspire you to think about how awesome your life could be and probably is for many of you. So It was a very steep mountain to climb to get here. It was a very steep mountain to climb, but it is a, it, it is a mountain worth climbing. Absolutely. And uh, so anyway, guys, thank you so much. Until next time, Stephanie and I both very much encourage you to... Live your life with purpose.